Hello there, everybody, and welcome to HPAC On The Air, the monthly podcast of HPAC Engineering Magazine. This is Rob McManamy, Editor-in-Chief of HPAC Engineering, and welcome. Our guest this month is Mr. Mark Bublitz, new board president of the Air Movement and Control Association International. Mark is also Executive Vice President of Industry Affairs at the New York Blower Company. Now, Mark, uh, thanks so much for joining us here on HPAC On The Air this month. Uh, I know there's a lot going on this year with uh, with AMCA International, and um, well, we'll get into that in a minute. But first, if you could please tell our listeners a bit more about your background and how you came to be part of uh, AMCA's leadership. Thanks. Well, thank you for the invitation, Rob. It's it's an honor to join you today. Um, I was a classically trained engineer, uh, did a lot of work in test and measurement, uh, software data acquisition development. And boy, I like a blink of an eye. 29 years ago, the New York Blower Company hired me. And um, did a lot of work in laboratory applications, and that was a natural fit to be pr- participating in a lot of AMCA committees, a lot of AMCA activities. Uh, met unbelievably brilliant people in what's considered a niche market. And as I grew in my career and took on leadership responsibilities, those it's kind of a chicken and the egg. You know, did I have those? Did I get those opportunities at AMCA, or did I get those opportunities in the company? And in general, the answer is yes. And as I kind of grew into those positions and had opportunities, then AMCA asked me to serve beyond committees and into the board and then in the board, the leadership executive committee. And here I find myself today, the president of AMCA, very humbly trying to do our best or do my best to represent the members' interests. Well, very good. And actually, it occurs to me, uh, probably could do a little bit background on, on AMCA itself. Could you tell our uh, listeners a little bit more about the, uh, the organization in case some of the some of our audience is, is, is probably a bit unfamiliar with the organization. Sure thing. AMCA was founded in uh, 1917. Uh, New York was a founding member, actually. Uh, it's a global, uh, multifaceted organization. Uh, the history is in um, figuring out how to make sense of complicated things like test and measurement standards, intellectual property. Um, and then that has grown into a certified ratings program, cert- certifying laboratories to perform those uh, measurements, what what a rating means for a complicated thing like fans and dampers and louvers and wind-driven rain tests and all kinds of fascinating things. And since then, in the most recent years, AMCA has expanded to be a global organization, around 400 members worldwide, and half of them outside of North America. So it really is an expanding experience of products and applications and cultures, and it's been it's been a wild ride. Wow, that's I didn't realize. So half the membership is is outside the U.S. You say right outside North America? Yes, yes, outside North America. Well, even I guess thinking of it from that, even in international aspect, or what are your goals for uh, for the year as president? Would you say? Well, that's uh, thanks. That's a perfect lead-in. So the kind of tackling this idea of uh, different re you know attacking not attacking globe but expanding AMCO or, or realizing that there's these global interests that are not the same around the world. The interests of the Middle Eastern region are not the same as the interests in North America per se, but they're all part of this air movement and control association. You know, and for example, in the Middle East, you know, keeping sand out of systems is a pretty, uh, systems and ventilation systems, that's a pretty important deal where uh, people in maybe Europe and North America uh, don't particularly have those interests. So um, taking the rich base of years and years of smart people that have figured out how to do things and then really applying those globally and, and working with ISO and, yeah. and to synchronize our standards around the world so that we can all use this information to, in particular, 
portray the performance of products in a uniform manner. That's kind of the first layer. And then the second layer is to bring, uh, bring a method of representing those uh, measurements to the market, like a certified ratings program. And then the last icing on the cake has been uh, regulation has finally arrived, in particular in the U.S. Our friends in Europe would, would say, welcome to the party. They've been in this world for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, so as president, the goal is to my goals are to, to integrate these layers of AMCA intellectual property and value around the globe to the members and to benefit of society to raise the member's voice. And so better the better the members can communicate with each other, share this value, you know, everybody wins. So Great, and that's members everywhere from, yes. from what I'm gathering as well. Okay, and you mentioned regulation there, and that's certainly, uh, I guess, gonna be a, a, a big topic this year. Now, now, regulation and performance of commercial and industrial fans and blowers uh, appears imminent, I guess, nationally, especially in California. Um, but beyond the energy codes like ASHRAE 90.1, uh, the International Energy Conservation Code, and the states uh, that adopt them, a California Energy Commission regulation will take effect, I think, for commercial industrial fans and blowers uh, this November. Um, and the U.S. Department of Energy will soon finalize, uh, I guess, a test procedure for commercial industrial fans and blowers that will also lead eventually to an energy efficiency standard. So what what are these developments uh I, they may dominate your year as president, I guess. What, what do these developments potentially mean for the uh, manufacturers and purchase, purchasers of fans and blowers, would you say? Uh, they've created a huge uh, shift in the dynamics of everything. So back 2011 is when kind of the story began and uh, the U.S. Department of Energy. And once again, the, the, our European friends have been at this for a while longer than we have. So I just want to temper that we have the benefit of having their voice in the back of our ears. But uh, in 2011, uh, the D- U.S. Department of Energy announced that, you know, it's time to regulate uh, the fan industry, uh, commercial industrial fan industry. So um, I was part of the I was blessed to be part of the team that went off and had those conversations. And um, that went along 2015. It kind of it kind of got suspended. And then uh, California picked up picked up the, the trail and they not only kind of brought it to conclusion, but they completed it in November of 2015. 22 and then there's a one-year compliance period for it. so the law is kind of it's kind of into in effect and then manufacturers are required to be compliant with the law so if they want to sell products into the state of california uh, the products have to be registered you have to do some testing and supply that data uh, expected performance data to the state of california and then there's markings and so this is uh, one of the directors at um, Michael Ivanovich commented, you know, this is kind of an existential moment. This is a, this is a big challenge for uh, all the AMCA members and, and in particular, small and medium-sized manufacturers. You know, they oftentimes they don't have a breadth, a large breadth of products. And if their one or two products they manufacture are significantly negatively impacted by either regulation or the ability to comply, those companies could be, could suffer some real damage. So we're, we're taking a close eye and, and we're, we're doing our best to, to give those companies all the tools they need to be successful in those markets and in compliance and meet the deadlines. Well, it sounds like a, a busy year, busy year ahead uh, for sure. In a nutshell, I guess, what, what do engineers need to know about uh, the California regulations for a set? For example, you said they're they're in the process of this. Uh, actually, their their year just started in November 2022. You say right now they're what form? Right. Oh, so the the, the burden 
the burden will primarily fall on the manufacturer. The manufacturer has to supply data with the state of California so that from an engine for like a specifying uh, perspective, there's an AMCA standard number 214 that was meant to be like the umbrella standard that, that brought together a bunch of complicated calculations. And in one standard, you could kind of sort of read beginning to end on how to, how to interact with the regulation and how you could comply. So that defines how to do the test and what it measures. So the, the manufacturers will have to comply with that data. Then uh, that creates a, a, a regulatory standard. Well, it creates a measurement called a fan energy index. So the current fan energy index value is 1.0 for the state of California. So from a specifying perspective, they just need to, to, to know that the fan has to, has to have a value at its application of 1.0. And then when they interact usually with uh, manufacturers' websites or performance calculators, they'll go through the burden of figuring out whether the fan is compliant at that condition. So for the most part, engineers need to, they need to know what FEI is. FEI is the short, the, the shorthand for fan energy index. Um, then there's plenty of educational uh, content on the AMCA website for that. And then um, you specify it, it's up to the manufacturer to um, print all the pertinent information on specifications and purchase orders and things like that. And then to mark the fan appropriately as it makes its way into the state of California. And I, I feel like you've addressed this at least a little bit, but is that after California, is it how how quickly are things anticipated to move into other uh, into the rest of the U.S. or or yeah into North America? I guess. Yeah, thanks for circling back on that. So the California Energy Commission is the the uh, regulatory body, the the pertinent regulatory body in the state of California. Uh, the U.S. Department of Energy will be that would be a national uh, U.S. standard. And um, those, like I said, those negotiations are underway, and um, we're um, AMCA's AMCA's we're appreciative that that the government listens listens to us or asks us questions. Um, they'll post they'll post pertinent documents, and there'll be comment periods, and and AMCA will pull the members together, and we'll try to speak with a united voice and address some issues, and and. Um, address the challenges and both the challenges and the opportunity. I was, if I could inject a story, um, I was taking a walk with a friend of mine and he said, you know, we, we really, we want to do the right thing. So, so, you know, energy conservation and all the moves to all the buzzwords that are, that are, that are on the plate right now, we want to be good stewards of, of the environment and of, of the tools we have. Um, but we got to balance that with the, with, you know, being economically productive and, and making a living and providing for a family. So finding the right balance is a challenge, but it's been, um, it's been exciting, humbling and rewarding to just be in that conversation of balancing the interests. And uh, I think we did that in California effectively, and mm -hmm. we'll look forward to engaging with DOE in the same challenging problem. Well, very good. And um, yeah, I guess we are so many of us are trying to find that balance. It's it's nice to uh, to know that it's conversation. High, high levels in way. It's it is in a conversation. <laughs> I guess what what would you say? I mean, just I'm not sure how long you've been in the process. It sounds like the, from the leadership standpoint, you, you've been moving uh, steadily up into uh, the position you're in now. So now AMCA just completed a, a new three year strategic plan. So you probably worked on that too. But what would you say the overarching goals of the plan are? 
And is it already uh, the, in effect or, or is it? So yes, the, the, well, as your, as many of your listeners are probably aware, the strategic, uh, strategic planning process is always a journey. And once you've done it the first, well, once you've done it the first time, then it becomes a journey. So um, we've just, we've completed, uh, they, they go on, in AMCA, they go through three-year cycles and we completed one. So um, the components are certification, advocacy, engagement, and governance. Uh, the advocacy part is really where the growth, well, the growth, the kind of the, your, your plate never really gets bigger, but we put more stuff on it. So the, I spoke about the intellectual property, the test and measurement standards, but now that, now that government regulation has arrived, at least in the U.S., how to how to create a voice for AMCA to to communicate with the regulators is this this relatively uh, new challenge. There's always been uh, market representation and represent products in the market well, um, but but dealing with government entities has been uh, has been a, a big expansion of um, resources within the AMCA organization. So that's been a that's been a huge um, a huge component of the strategic plan. Um, certified ratings program, the gold standard of AMCA, where you members participate in a, a registration and performance uh, program where they submit products to, to be tested, uh, certified and regularly uh, reviewed so that those products are represented accurately in the market. So that's another big tenant. So those are probably the two, two key components of the plan. What are the what's the actual time frame of the three year plan? Is as the as the first year already started, or how does it? Uh, we're in we're in year three, so we've actually okay. we've wrapped it, and 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 then the next cycle begins next year. And that's already been uh, formulated, or that's coming together. Uh, it it's it looks it's looks in the in the it's in the future. So okay. that's uh, okay. I know. I guess one word that has come up along the ways here uh, on the website certainly as well is is, is operational excellence. So I, how would you say, how does AMCA define, uh, what's AMCA's idea of operational excellence? And well, there's probably a textbook definition, but there's processes and efficiencies and things all. We want to, we want to use the resources we have in the best manner we can by plugging in the right people into the right processes. So the challenge has been, you know, you can, you can kind of make an office run pretty efficiently and you can, um, you can define testing processes and queues and all kinds of manufacturing issues. But now the issues, uh, now we have like global issues with more than just uh, productive type measurements where the, these global advocacies and, and um, member interests that, that vary with the region. So to try to, to represent the global members' interests in an efficient manner. So the the members' interests are represented and the values generated back to the members. So that's kind of a, a long-winded circular argument about operational excellence. That's okay. Um, and just, I guess one, one other topic that you mentioned ratings before, I think the, the certified ratings program, how does AMCA, um, well, I believe you're extending to expand and strengthen that. I thought you'd said that. So how, how, how is AMCA, uh, I guess during your year as president, just, just looking to, uh, expand and strengthen participation in and, and enforcement of that, uh, uh, the certified ratings program. Yeah. If I can take a side, cause I know I need to get, I need one of the things I wanted to make sure I talked about was, uh, you know, I get to, I get to assume the role of the president and it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's an interesting, um, dynamic at Ampkin. It's a, we argue that it's member led and Ampkin driven. And, uh, so the leadership gets together. I've, I've 
I serve on a on the board and I, I move through through these roles, but it's really AMCA staff that that makes things happen. And so the the members said, we think the CRP is a good thing. We think it's really a, one of the crown jewels of AMCA, and uh, we want to expand its application. We think it provides value uh, to both members and the market. But the staff, I just want to take a moment and thank the staff, Kevin Felton as executive director and just leading the entire membership, uh, AMCA team. Uh, they're the ones who go knock on the doors and and watch over the membership as the, as they monitor the CRP program to make sure they want to keep an eye on its, in its integrity, but then uh, work in markets. And, and out, once you leave the U.S., the certified ratings program is um, new to many areas. So getting traction and convincing consumers in other areas that, that this is a reliable measure, this is a reliable um, performance measurement of an industry in a market, um, that's a big challenge. And, and the AMCA team is stepping up to it in all corners of the world. Mm -hmm. I guess other than fans and blowers, uh, where else, where else, I guess, around the world, as you say, uh, where else is AMCA engaged in the uh, air systems industry, would you say, especially well, for in this, I guess I'm even thinking in this post-pandemic era, how that's that's changed focus or, or emphasis, I guess, of, of, of what AMCA is doing. Yeah, wow, that's a, another couple of good directions. I keep coming back to how humbling it is to be the president of AMCA because I, I work for the New York Blower Company and we make fans and blowers, but uh, boy, once you get into a leadership role at AMCA, you realize, you know, there's four, there's 400 members and man, they make a lot of things. And, and, and you know, AMCA, uh, Air Movement and Control, I'm familiar with the movement side, but I was not that familiar with the control side. There's uh, dampers and louvers. There's even air monitoring stations. Sound, we, we've been focusing so on energy efficiency that, uh, you know, AMCA really has um, uh, made groundbreaking moves in the areas of sound measurement and how to, how to take take a spectrum of sound and turn it into something that makes sense for a fan or, mm -hmm. or air noise or other things. So that's a huge, um, that's a big background. Uh, there's weather resistant louvers and, um, and then there's, there's the infamous, uh, you know, Miami-Dade County, which has a whole um, kind of upper tier of performance when it comes to hurricane resistant equipment and things like that. So um AMCA has been involved in a wide range. Goes just be there's the we're we're kind of focused on fans because we have this regulation, but mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of things going on in the air movement and control industry. Oh, and then you asked me about um, kind of maybe like what's changed. Um, yeah, with the in the post I, with well, I mean certainly post indoor indoor air quality has has been a major focus coming out of the pandemic, and and hopefully we are coming out of the pandemic, and and just where how has it changed AMCA? I guess along the way. Yeah. So. Um, um, when I think about COVID, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this too. It's kind of like the biggest thing is like how we work has changed. Mm -hmm. Now, I have great respect for, for people that are, you know, on the shop floor uh, doing it, but even, even the shop floor has, has changed dramatically. So how we work has changed. There's, there's relations that there's health issues that are going to be longstanding uh, that, that are, that are just going to be, we're going to have to invest in those things as a, as a, as an industry, as a country. But there's workforce development challenges. These are just these are things that you know we maybe some of us were thinking, well, it'll just get back to what it was, 
And so there's, you kind of kind of put your, put a different hat on and say, it's not going to be the same. There's new challenges. This, everyone argues about the supply chain and the economics of it all. But in some respects, uh, rather than create, we have to kind of deal with the hand we're dealt and to make the best of it. So I think those are some of the challenges. AMCA's had some, um, some big shifts in that, you know, the whole remote being forced into the remote situation has developed, uh, it's forced AMCA to develop, well, forced, but they jumped on the opportunity, uh, educational opportunities, uh, a lot of rich, uh, rich content that a lot of it's free on the website. There's regular webinars, there's speakers, uh, interesting speakers, and, and they've really, uh, develop the tools. And, you know, when it started, it was pretty crude. You know, we, we argue Zoom calls are kind of have everyday happenings now, but but to do a well-produced, uh, good experience educational event is a big challenge. And, and Anka's risen to that, risen to that. I'm very proud of them in that regard. And as well, you should be, I'm sure. And, and yeah, so many things have, have changed for uh, for so many industries and, and uh, you know, certainly on the HPAC side of it, even just with these podcasts. But um, well, anything else that uh, I know you, you don't have all day here. We, we, we have to honor your time schedules too. So what's the, uh, anything else HPAC listeners here should be aware of uh, regarding AMCO, would you say, that, that we haven't covered today? Well, um, I, I guess I keep coming back to, uh, for those of you in trade associations or involved in trade association work, this, the association has a, an honor to represent the member, but it's also... It's also a rich opportunity to participate. Girl, I've been doing it. I, I'm kind of, you know, you start to count the years and it's kind of scary. Well over 20 years um, just in, involved in the trade association. The people that you meet are amazing. Uh, many of them, you know, you argue they're competitors. But but yeah, we can find a place to sit around the table and work on the good of the industry, the good of the country, the good of the world and say we can do the, we can think about these things and come up with some pretty darn good ideas. So that's an exciting thing. I would encourage people to be involved. Once again, I want I just I can't say enough about my tenure is temporary and many of the, many of the staff members carry the torch. So it's been great speaking with you. I look Likewise. forward to I look forward to where the HPAC engineering and the industry's going. It's been the 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 morphing of products and systems kind of getting all smashed together. It'll continue um, and it'll be an exciting time. Well, thanks very much, Mark, for sharing your uh, some of that excitement with us here today. Um, and thanks all of you for uh, for uh, for listening. Um, if you like what you heard here today, please uh, hit like and share this with your colleagues. And for more HPAC on the Air podcast, please visit the uh, members only section of our website, HPAC.com. In the meantime, thanks again for, for joining us today. Uh, Mark, uh, good luck with everything that AMCA has in front of it this year. Enjoy the spring as, 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 as we move, move further into the new year. So thanks. Thanks again.